Welcome to It's a Good Life, the podcast for entrepreneurs, where it's all about growing yourself and your business. Here's your host, founder of America's largest business coaching company, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you. Welcome to It's a Good Life. I'm your host, Brian Buffini. And today you are going to hear from the great Dave McGee. And Dave has been with me a long, long time at Buffini Company, first as a coach, then as the head coach at Buffini Company. And today, Dave heads up what's called the Buffini Coaching Institute. It's the premier coach development organization in North America. And Dave and his team are taking all the principles, not only of what we teach, but how we coach and bringing it all down to help people become world-class coaches. Dave is tasked with producing the best coaches in the world, and that's his charter. Dave, welcome back to the program. Every time you come back, seems like you got more responsibility. Are you doing okay? Doing great. I'm, I'm, start, I'm feeling special for time guests. I think I need a special jacket, and we'll start a club. We'll get you a hat when it's five. How's that? Okay, good. But the reason I love having you on, Dave, is you're able to bring real-world stuff to people. You know, look, we're in the coaching business. It's where all the change happens, right? Our mission is to impact and improve the lives of people. Impact happens through the seminars. It happens through the training. It happens through the podcast. It happens through the books, all the stuff. I'm on the impact side of the business, but the improvement all comes through the coaching and the story. And without the coaching, we would not be what we are. We wouldn't have clients with the, you know, phenomenal turnarounds and success stories we have. You have a quote, and I always jump up and down because it's one of the great quotes I've come across. And I'm known for quotes. I produce a book of quotes, and I quote people on all the podcasts. But you have a quote, I think, that is a differentiator that talks about training, mentoring, and coaching, because so many people mix up those three concepts and think they're all the same thing. So I'd love you to start with your quote, and then ultimately break it apart and tell us what the differences are. Sure. You know, the, the, the quote is this, the difference between training is a transfer of skill, Mentorship is a transfer of experience, and coaching is the drawing out of potential. And in our world, it's the drawing out of potential to improve performance because we're working with business owners. And it is an important distinction for uh, a lot of reasons, and not the least of which is um, so that you know what modality of professional growth and development you need. You know, a lot of the coaching industry is an unregulated industry. Anybody can hang their shingle and call themselves a coach. And a lot of our competitors say they're coaching when they're really training or mentoring. And, and training and mentoring are important. People need trainers, people need mentors, and, and some people need coaches. But you know, if if you're if you're in an area where you need to develop your skill, you should you should seek out a trainer. If you're in a situation where you really want some advice, you should seek out a mentor. But if you're in an area where you know what to do, you've got the skill, you've got the experience, and you're just not performing at the level you know you're capable of, that's when you want to seek out a coach, somebody who's going to be able to, to really draw out the potential that's already inside you. Well, I'm in the seminar business um, 30 years, and every audience, I think 25, 2,600 audiences I've seen and millions of people, you've seen me do it. You've seen me do it for a couple of decades. And I'll ask every audience I present to, how many of you in here believe you have some untapped potential? And everybody in the room raises their hands. Now, I'm not sure they really understand what I'm asking, because I'm really asking, how many of you are wasting your life? How many of you are wasting the gifts that God has endowed you with, and you are choosing not to use them? How many of you are preparing to go to your grave, knowing you could have been more, done more, contributed more, achieved more, 
bless people more, left more. How many of you are willing to do that? But everybody raises their hands because they want to say, hey, I have more in the tank. I know I'm capable of more, and I have the hope of that. And on one hand, it is a hopeful thing, but it is also a condemnation. And so coaching is serious business. We think of it, athletes get coaches. Oh, of course that athlete has a coach. Of course they do. Why in the world do people need coaches in their business? Why do self-employed people especially need coaches? Why do you and I both have personal trainers who are coaches, right? Why do we need it? Well, I think, you know, you mentioned the athletes. Athletes have, they have trainers, they have mentors, and they have coaches, and they all fulfill that role. And the beauty of what we have at Buffinian Company is we have that for everybody too, right? We have our, people who are getting coached should take training to develop their skill. Uh, an, an NFL quarterback is getting coached and they're working with a trainer. Um, you know, up until I just heard you say what you felt about, live, you know, tapping into your potential, I was always of the belief that nobody needs a coach. Everybody's better with a coach. Um, but just based on what you said, everybody needs a coach because nobody wants to die with their music still in them. That's what we're talking about. You know, one of the great things that changed my life, and sometimes as coaches, as you well know, sometimes I'm the first guy to encourage. I'm the patron saint of the lost cause. I love turnaround stories, but I'm also not afraid to give people a little kick in the arse. And especially in the world we live in today, because we justify so much. We're addicted to comfort, work from home and live from home and isolation. Isolation does not bring out the potential in people. But the truth of the matter is, you know, you think about it. God's made you for a purpose endowed you with these gifts, unique to you. Now, again, it's a person's free will as a human being to choose to use them or not to use them. That, that's their choice. But what a good life is to me is that I'm, I'm using the gifts I have to the glory of God and the betterment of mankind. And along the way, using those gifts, I get to see and enjoy some of the rewards of it. Some of the reward for me is people's lives changed. Some of the rewards for me is the letters I receive. Some of the joys for me is these good life stories we've seen. And some of the rejoice has been because I've blessed so many people, I've been blessed myself personally and emotionally and financially. And I've been able to bless my family and my kids and my grandkids and build orphanages and do this and do that. I'm a house painter's son. My dad started as a house painter at 14. His dad was a house painter. His dad was a house painter. His Back to 1779, Buffinis were house painters. So there's nothing wrong with house painting, and that's what I trained in myself. But I'm the son of a house painter who got help to become a a better small business owner than a great small business owner, than to build a coaching business that became the premier coaching business in the country, all driven by help and and consultants. And then today, as you well know, I have all these people who are are helping us out today. How do you get to the next level? What does the next look like? Well, there's people who've been there, done that, have experience. This whole dynamic of drawn out potential. You know, just in the context of that, Dave, how, how does a coach go about pulling the potential out of somebody? You know, it's there's a couple things. You know, one of your mentors who became a friend of yours, uh, Jim Rohn, um, I can't get enough of Jim Rohn. And one of the things he talks about is this importance of having a personal philosophy. And this philosophy is is kind of the overarching guide of how you make decisions. And your philosophy leads to your beliefs and your beliefs lead to your values. And that's what you've taught probably forever, but in the 18 years I've been at Buffini and Company. I think what happens, then that philosophy leads to a strategy. And, and that's really where we are in coaching is, is our strategy of coaching people is to help people get very clear on what they aspire to. And that's a hard thing for people for whatever reason, right? Um, there's, there's a coaching tactic called acknowledgement. It is exactly as it sounds. You acknowledge somebody. 
But when you look in somebody's eyes and you acknowledge them from your heart, you can almost feel the person rejected because it's just not the way we live our life, right? And so we want to help people get clear on what they aspire to. And a lot of people are are holding back on what, what they know they're capable of. And then, great, it's great to have a dream, but we all see the world in a certain way. And, and all of our perspectives are limited. And so what a coach is really good at doing is um, challenging our limited perspectives and then helping us to identify other perspectives that we might look at the world through. Uh, and and a, an example I use is, you know, we're, our, the tactics of our working by referral system are calls, notes, and pop buys. And you ask people to call their database. And for many people, that's a hard thing to do. And you start to ask questions about what's hard about that. And what comes up a lot of time is, I don't want to be the person that, that people feel like I've got my hand in their pocket. Right. Pushy salesman, you know. Yeah. Totally. That's a valid perspective. But there's other ways of looking at calls. So a coach might challenge that perspective and say, how else can you look at calls? What's the opposite of that? Well, the opposite of that, I'm of service. Great. What's another way to look at calls? It's fun. And there'll be five or six different ways you can look at calls. And then we help the client kind of try those on and find the one that's empowering for them and then put that into play. And then the last part of it is process. And that's um, that's really, most people I think have a faulty process. Most people are busy, but to what extent? You know, um, Stephen Covey talked about climbing a ladder and then only finding out that the ladder's on the wrong house. And so what we want to help people do is put a strategic process in place. I just did a recent interview with Laura Vanderkam and, and brilliant gal, and she's really a brilliant time management gal. And I love her because she's a mother of five and she's written all these books, huge TED Talks and all this kind of stuff. And we were talking about, and I said, you know, my mentor told me you have all the time there is. Like, I have no more time than you. You have no more time than me. I have no more time than anybody else. You know, the guy that's can't pay his bills and is behind on his payments and about to get foreclosed on. And, you know, I have the same amount of hours in the day and he has the same hours as me. And so pulling the potential out of a person also means, you know, optimizing their opportunity, optimizing their time. You kind of alluded to something there when you talked about acknowledging somebody. Most people are afraid of their success. Most people are afraid when I say, yeah, hey, you have these God-given abilities. Many people are like, yeah, I'm not sure I do. What if I did? As you well know, over the last 18 years, you've seen it. People would come to an event, think about getting into coaching, and they'd ask the question, what's the failure rate? Now, they'd see all these stories, and they'd hear all these people, and I'd say to an audience, how many of you have more than doubled or tripled your income since you've been in coaching, and it's 90% of the room? And they go, well, this can't be a setup. This is got They talk to people in person. It's all real, real, real. And then they go, what's your failure? Because what they're asking is, will it work for me? Will I be the failure? Am I really not good? Do I not have the talent? Do I really actually have potential inside me? Or is this as good as it gets, you know? You know, it's funny because we just recently had our Anaheim masterclass. And I had a client come up to me and challenge me on our, our client's average income. So our average coach client makes four hundred and sixty plus thousand dollars. Our average leadership client seven hundred and eighty thousand plus. And and they came up and they said, "Where's that number? Where do you guys get that number?" And you know what hit me is it's not about where we get the number. I, I told them, I showed them how that we're one of the few companies that verify those numbers. But that wasn't the question. The question is exactly what you said. How come I'm not making that? Is, do I even believe that it's possible for me? And that's where a coach, a really skilled coach can start to ask some questions that cut to the core issue and and help people see the belief. And, you know, it may not be that you want to make $460,000. You know, it may be 250 is great, um, but that'll come up when a skilled coach really clarifies your aspiration 
and your desire. And, you know, I, we, we do lunch and learns with our clients. The thing that hits me almost every lunch and learn, we ask people, what do you get out of Buffini and Company? And there's so much benefit that you get. The thing that's common is I never thought I could build a successful business being who I am, right? Just being who I am. And, and that's the beauty of what we get to do every day. Well, let's get real world with it. You know, we have people who are sole proprietors and we have people who have mid-sized businesses and we have people who have large teams and large companies they run. Let's talk about getting into the trenches right now. What are you hearing? What are the biggest issues people are facing in this economy with these rates and this situation going on? And, you know, they're fighting inflation, doing this and that. What are the biggest issues you're hearing from the three different levels of clients that we have? Well, I think, you know, um, I'll start with just general business questions and the challenge that they're that they're facing and, and what we're hearing and what's what's below that are different things. So we're hearing only 3.9 million homes sold. We're hearing inflation, even though it's coming down, it's still, you know, a, a little bit higher than anyone would like it to be. We're hearing, you know, the the political climate right now and this election year and what's it going to do and, and all the anxiety and overwhelm that comes with that. Um, none of that is the challenge. The challenge, I think, for people right now is inertia. And, you know, I don't know if it's a byproduct of COVID or if it's just where we are in the time, but people are waiting. You know, it's you can ask everybody, every business owner, do you work by referral? And 99% of them will tell you, yes, I work by referral. But most of them are waiting around by referral. Yeah, they're waiting by referral. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Yes. They're not working by referral. And I think that's that is a challenge for a lot of business owners right now. Uh, you know, in the real estate space, a lot of real estate agents are, are really, they had a tough year in 2023. In Anaheim, you asked the audience, how many of you had a better year in 2023 than you did in 2022? And 65% to 75% of the audience <laughs> raised their hand. I know. The reason is they're, they're doing something, right? They're out, they're, they're out um, taking action, connecting with people. There were only 3.9 million homes sold in 2023. That's still 3% of all homeowners that bought or sold a home last year. Gallup tells us we all know 200 people. That means six people I know last year bought or sold or did both. Um, and that's not going to set the world on fire, six right. deals. Yep. But if I know 200, the 200 people I know know 200, that's 40,000 people, which means I'm one degree of separation away from 40,000 people if I'm just connecting with the people I know. And that's 1,200 homes that were sold, right? So it's, I think the biggest challenge right now is people are just waiting. And I'm going to say this, right? So I, I sometimes as the, you know, very pragmatic bottom line guy who's been there, done that and been a salesman for 40 years. I think we've gotten soft and I think we've gotten lazy. I think hot markets produce soft practitioners. You know, a turkey can fly in a hurricane. In the real estate space, we had an 11 year run up. So what happens is it's like, this is all that happens. I, I actually had someone look me in the eye and so, you know, and listen to some of your stuff and whatever else, you know, you just need to know real estate only ever goes up. There's a 28 year old who has one of the biggest real estate blogs in the world. And I go, real estate only goes up. Have you ever studied any part of history ever? Real estate only goes up. The market only goes up. The stock market only goes up. I mean, what are you talking about? Like, it, it's just no, because what has happened is the arrogance of our times is where I'm at is the only time that matters. And we've gotten a little soft. By the way, we got a little soft at Buffini and Company. So many people are calling up every day going, please, can you coach me? And so the next thing you know, our marketing and sales team thinks they're fantastic. The coaches, they're having great success rates and so on and so forth. And Okay, the coaches must be brilliant. There must be no area of improvement in our coaching. 
If that was true, we wouldn't have formed the BCI to go and create this institute to raise the level of excellence in coaching. So what happens is we get soft. We get out of the fundamentals. And then what happens, and again, Warren Buffett says, you don't know who's swimming naked till the tide goes out. The turkey can fly in the hurricane, and one day the wind stops blowing and the turkey's splat on the ground. So the fact that it matters, I really feel like these adjustments in the market, although they can cause pain and I wish no one any pain, that's when you get better. That's when you improve. That's when you change. As you well know, we have seen many coaching companies close down, and we've actually been able to cherry pick leadership people and organizational people and curriculum building people and coaches, and we've expanded. In a time when everybody's been pulling back and whatever else, we're expanding. Why? Because we have fundamentals that we're achieving to get better. And, you know, not just sitting around patting ourselves on the back, but we practice what we preach. If you were to give your best tips right now to, let's say, someone who's in our one-to-one coaching type candidate where their goal is just to increase their productivity, right? What's your best advice for someone in in this environment? So um, the the general advice I'm going to give to anybody, whether they're in our coaching program or not in our coaching program, I'm going to say it. It, one way, and then I'm going to sound like I'm so self-serving, but so be it. Um, do do something, um, and if you're going to do something, you might as well do it now, right? Like the the challenge. I think I was talking to the head of one of the largest luxury brands, um, and I asked him, "What do your agents need to hear?" And he said, "Or what do your agents need to be do- doing?" He said, "They just need to be doing something. They need to have a process, and they need to be doing it consistently." And I'm like, "That's brilliant advice." And and we've got a plan. Do it now that will allow anybody to do that with with precision and expertise. For our coaching clients, I think the thing is this, um, it's to be intentional about how you show up on your coaching call, right? Things things were not easy necessarily. And, you know, people were doing a lot of work and, it, and, and hard work and good work, but the results came easier. And, and to your point, people got lazy. And so prepare for your coaching call. Think about what were your wins in the last couple of weeks? What are your challenges? And what do you really want to focus on when you're talking to your coach so you can make that productive? Yeah. I mean, look, I sat down with someone the other day. They were telling me about their business and so on and so forth. And I said, well, look, I'm 28 years of Athenian company. I'm still one of the chief lead generators for the organization. And I go, here's what I do. And here's how my day works. And here's how my week works. And show me your day and show me your week. And here was this business owner. And almost nothing they were doing was generating leads. And I said, well, there you go. And they're like, but Brian, you're successful. And you shouldn't you not have to do that stuff anymore? And I go, uh, yeah, maybe when I'm not in business anymore. How about that? By the way, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. You knew you were talking about the calls. I was telling the folks in Anaheim, like, we have to work hard to get people to write personal notes. Personal notes are a, are a magnificent tool, a, a service industry, a magnificent tool in personal relationships. It works in everything. And we give people a minimum of 50 notes a month. So they look at it as a homework assignment. I've got to do 50, right? Kind of like uh, when you were a kid in school, I will not fight in class again. I will not fight in class again. And then I said to people, you've got to stop thinking about the discipline of the work and start thinking about the recipient and the blessing. <laughs> right. When someone gets a personal note in the mail, I mean, we all open up our mail. You get those personal notes. First of all, we love reading the shorter ones. I just went through my mail. I get hundreds of pieces of mail. I always read the short ones first. And I read the personal notes first. Well, you get the personal notes and it's, it communicates personal. There's always something good in a personal note. They look nice. You know, that someone says something and it's just, it's usually kind of like, well, that was good. And for some people, based on their work, their marriage, their health, where they are in their own mental health, 
It might be the only positive sentiment they got that day, that week, that month. And I said, you got to stop looking at this as 50 sit-ups or 50 push-ups or 50 spears of broccoli you got to eat and realize that these are 50 blessings to the people. So our disciplines are other people's blessings. The phone calls. People are anxious about real estate. They're anxious about the rates. They're anxious about the economy. There's all this gaslighting about this type of stuff. And now here you send out the marketing pieces with all this great information. And then you go, hey, the number one reason to move is because people want to be close to family. And you're able to, hey, Dave, how you doing? Just checking in. And you get what I sent you? And they have questions. And you're able to give answers. It was a discipline for me to check off saying I made a call. And for the recipient, it was, oh, Brian called me today. You know, I just feel better. I got a lot more peace of mind. You know, we, we talked a little bit ago about this importance of having a philosophy and a strategy and tactics. And you've heard me say one of my favorite quotes is Sun Tzu, that, that tactics without strategy is a noise before defeat. And I think this is one challenge people have um, that coaching can solve for people. Everybody thinks they need to know how. Um, and by and large, how will take care of itself if you know what and why. And the philosophy of the working by referral system, the brilliance that you've put behind it is we're going to give first, put ourselves in a position to ask, and then be open to receive. The philosophy is give, give of ourselves, give, give of value. And then the strategy behind it is contact, care, and community. And if you start to look at calls, notes, and pot buys as contact, care, and community, why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you pick up the phone and just contact somebody that you care about? you've done business with, that you have a relationship with, and make their day, right? Why wouldn't you write a personal note so that they can get that note and feel cared for? And why wouldn't you bring people together in community? And I think that's the the hard part is, and it goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of the call on self-worth and potential. Um, We think that nobody wants to hear from us. We think that when we make a call, they're hearing a sales pitch. Well, we do want to ask for a referral because we want to have an opportunity to be of service to them and the people that they care about. And if we do that, everybody wins. He's a wealth of knowledge. He has all this insight. He's forgotten more than he knows. It's a privilege to have you, Dave. I would love you to do this. Just if we finish up here today, just give people some tips. It's 2024. I have this, I have that. Just give people a few practical how-tos yeah. on how they can do well, maybe pull out a little bit more of their potential this particular year. I think the, the first thing I would tell people is to get very clear on what it is they want to accomplish. Um, you don't need a big why if you have one, great. But, but be very clear on what your goals are and, and the benefit of those goals to you. So what do you want to do and why? Um, and, then, and, and I'm a firm believer of having big goals and taking small steps. So push yourself in your belief of what's possible for you and and create a goal that you can get very excited about. And then bring it back to what is the smallest thing that I can do today? You know, if, if I'm struggling writing 50 notes a month, then don't think about 50 notes a month. Can I write one? And who can I write it to today that's gonna make their day? Can I pick up the phone and check in with one person that I have a contact? And so you create this aspiration, you create this vision, you tie your activity to that vision, and then just take the small step every single day. You know, I'm going to say something you've never heard me say in all the years you've known me. So I'm 38 years, Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, Ogmandino, all my mentors, Stephen Covey, you name it. Writing goals. Lou Tice first got exposed to Lou Tice. It set my world on fire. 
we start off every year. Our number one podcast every year is the first week in January. And it's always around goal setting. And this year we had the entire month of January. We brought in Jane Acuff to talk about it. We had Rachel Yeaman talking about it. We had setting goals and then how to be a goal getter. We had the whole thing. But I'm 38 years setting goals. And to be candid, you know, I have to pinch myself in the life I live today. You know, I live a life and I've been blessed in a way that I never even hoped for where I'm at. So I'll be candid with you. I, and again, I teach it all the time, so I'm without excuse. I would do an event and I would try to set goals on a plane ride home and all this type of stuff. And I started running out of juice around goals because I'd achieved so many things. And not like, oh, I'm done, I'm the finished product. But I just couldn't write goals that were getting me motivated. I was like doing them for the sake of it. And this may surprise you because you just said, hey, you can write big goals but wrote small steps. What's really kind of invigorated me after years and years of writing goals and setting goals is small goals. And so what I'm doing right now is I do a lot of little 10-day goals. And I have big strategies and I have two big goals out there that I'm, I'm working towards. But I have a bunch of little 10-day goals and little things I'm doing. And I got to be honest with you, I'm having more fun with it than I've had in a long time. 10-day goals, they seem kind of achievable and I'm just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. It also helps me. I have kind of so many demands on my schedule and so many people pulling up, as you would know, that the little goals are helping me through live a big life. I think, like you said, you can have the big goals and then small steps, but also set the small goals and start chipping away. Either way, do something, do it now. Obviously, we believe it goes better with a coach. Dave, I want to thank you for being here today. I think, you know, you're just a treasure trove of this. As we both know, coaching has made a huge difference in both our lives and where it's a privilege to provide that for people today. If people want to start the process with us, what's a great way to get introduced to it that's kind of non-threatening? You know, the best, the best thing you do is, is give us a call and have a business consultation. It is, um, you know, the biggest fear I think people have is you're going to sell me into coaching. And that is not what we're going to do. We're going to ask you some questions about your business. We're going to, we're going to ask you some questions about what you want to achieve, whether it's big or whether it's a series of 10 day goals. And then, and then we're going to give you some insight in steps you can take, um, to do that. And we're going to, we're going to offer our services to you. So the business consultation will be the way to go. Right. Across the board, I've just heard people say that was, that was a good use of my time. So if you're interested in coaching, go to itsagoodlife.com and we have the business consultation there. It's what we do. It's what we're all about. And the reason is because we know it makes the most difference. Dave, four-time guest. I won't be your last. I have a few other things that I want to talk to you about in the future on the personal growth side of things, if you're willing to come back. It was delightful having you today. Thanks, Brian. Love, to be, love number four. Can't wait for number five. <laughs> okay, buddy. And uh, I hope this has been helpful for you today. I know there was a few nuggets and one-liners Dave threw out there today. I thought were fabulous. Hope it encourages you. We want you to succeed. We want you to live the good life. Speaking of the good life, Therese Buffini, my first coach, is going to send us off today with a little Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.